everybody. Welcome to tonight's episode of This Fat Girl Life. I am your host, Kimberly Pleasia, and tonight I have one of my absolute favorite people on the show with me, Miss Jen Evers. Thank you so much for being here, Jen. Uh, it is a pleasure to be with you always, so thank you for having me on the show. This is my third time. Yep. Uh, so I say the third time is the charm, right? Uh, <laughs> every moment spent with you is a valuable experience. And I'm so grateful that we've made you know this what? connection. And you've been on my other podcast and they've gone amazing. I don't know how we can top everything you've already shared. So I'm just, I'm so excited for this. Uh, but before we jump in, guys, a couple things, you know, my normal, if you want to be part of this broadcast, you want to support what I'm doing please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. A cup of coffee for that is $5. You cannot get Starbucks for that price. So buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. That's where you get the tea. And there is tea to be spilled, you guys. You already got some tea last week. More tea is coming up. But as a reminder of last week's tea, y'all, I have merch. I have launched a merchandise line. These are the four designs that I currently offer. Most come in t-shirts, and the t-shirts are size inclusive. So if you were looking at the t-shirts, look at the men's standard. It goes up to a 5X. That was very important to me when I was doing this. But every design also comes as stickers, as mugs, as phone cases. There's so many different things you can do with them. So definitely go. The link is in my the show notes and in my bio. Go check out the merch line. And everything is on sale right now, 37% off. So let's jump on in. Jen, for anybody who has not seen you on any of my other shows, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself real quick? Sure. Thank you. And congratulations on your merch line. I've already looked at some of it, so I will be purchasing something to support you because you're worth supporting. Thank I love you. your mission. So a little bit about me. Uh, I am a nurse uh, by day and I'm a nurse educator, but what I'm really passionate about is my gifts as a highly intuitive empathic healer. Uh, I am a Reiki master, certified Ho'oponopono practitioner and a psycho-spiritual life coach. So I help to alchemize the energies that we carry that most of us are unconscious of that contribute to the things that continue to show up in our life. So uh, stepping more and more into those gifts uh, and you know, my life is a healing journey just like all of ours are and I embrace it fully, so. Absolutely love that. And you guys, I gotta tell you, when I first met Jen, we met online and you know, I had read her bio, read her background and we're just sitting there talking through a Zoom call and she started asking me questions. I've cried every episode that I've been on with her. I've cried every meeting that I have with her. So I'm going to be shocked if I make it through tonight without crying because she, she gets me and she can read me so well. It's just, it's mind blowing. So I, mean, if you are looking for an empath to work with a Reiki healer, go to my girl, Jen, y'all. Trust me. Thank you. Of you're course. safe with me um, and you're, you're held in love unconditionally. There's no judgment with me. Um, we're all one. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we can change this world 
and really stop all the suffering that so many of the things in this world perpetuate. Um, yeah. Uh, unconditional love. That's, that's the answer to everything. <laughs> I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Well, and that really flows in with tonight's topic. Tonight we are discussing self-love, loving ourselves and realizing the fact that we're already enough. We don't have to change or conform. And we are bombarded with messages telling us the opposite of that. So Jen, you know, you kind of brought this topic to me on this one. What really spurred you along on feeling like this was a necessary topic? I think it's something that we all suffer with. And we're, you know, I think the behaviors are unconscious because this is what society, this is what our structures, our systems have set up for us. And this is not just our lifetime. It's generational trauma uh, that we keep passing down unconsciously. So there's no one to blame. Um, but the sooner we look within ourselves and we realize these patterns that are showing up and then we can do something about it to interrupt it and start actually working with ourself to look at that child that had needs that were unmet. And the biggest one is the fact that we didn't feel loved um, for whatever reason that was. Some people experience trauma on a, a grand scale, but trauma is not just you know, physical or sexual abuse or going off to war and experiencing it, it can be as much as growing up in a household where you're told that you're good or you're bad if you don't conform to this way or that way. Children do not have the mental capacity to understand the difference between what their parents want them to do and who they tr truly want to be. So we get this idea of attachment versus authenticity. In order to keep the love or the peace or the love that I want for my parents the, or whoever raised you, uh, that's a whole nother trauma in itself, right? Mm -hmm. I can't be who I feel that I am. I can't express myself. And so we trade our authenticity for the attachment. And as a child, this is self-preservation. This is self-protection to be able to exist, to be able to grow and develop. The issue is, is that we don't ever actually lose <laughs> that pattern. It just, you know, it boils over into our adult life. Exactly. And then all these systems and structures just perpetuate it. Exactly. And we're not even, we're not even aware of it until we start to become aware of it and say, wait a minute, what am I afraid of? Who am I trying to prove myself to? You know, I don't have to be anything than who I am. I'm an adult now. And I can choose to be me and, you know, screw the world if they don't like that. It's not that we're saying screw them because we love them, right? Because they're mm -hmm. all in their own unconditional or un unconscious patterning. But I can be me. And it's my job now as the adult to love myself and stop seeking that from outside of ourselves. To know that we are enough right now. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything else other than who you were always created to be. <laughs> Which well, is your authentic self. We're not only seeing this in the home, though, because things could be great at home. You could have the most supportive parents, but if you're getting that bullying in school or wherever, um, be it the church, be it an organization that you know, you're part of, it can come from so many different areas. And a lot of the times, we don't even know what's happening. We are completely unconscious. 
to the fact that it is happening until years later when we see the damage that was done. Yeah. But this is the way we were taught that it was, right? This is just the way it is. I can't tell you how many times in my life I had that. And my parents were, you know, stayed together. They were church going people. They did the best that they could from the place that they were in. But whether they know it or not, they had their own traumas that they were passing down. And as a highly sensitive person, I took all of that on. And as a child, I wasn't, I couldn't talk about that to anybody, right? So there's the trauma. Who do you talk to about those things to feel safe? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my mother went through a depression when I was 11 years old. And at that point, I had to grow up. I had to become the caregiver. And I took it because I didn't want to lose her, right? Um, so we do these things because it's what we're told we have to do to keep the peace, to keep the, you know, the conformity of what it is. And then, you know, coming out at 17, I was terrified. I was terrified because I thought I was going to lose the love, right, from my parents. Thankfully, I didn't. But, you know, all of that stuff we just internalize and we keep telling ourselves these stories that are shaped from our childhood experiences that goes back to authenticity versus attachment. And until we uncover and we go back to these places and we really start to look at it, right, with compassion and love, because what we often do is every time we make a mistake, every time something comes in, we we start to shame ourselves. We start to guilt ourselves. We start to tell ourselves we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And the words that we speak to ourselves are painful. They just perpetuate the same patterns and stories that we already hold about ourselves that are, are have been there for years. Um, and that's what I teach people how to do yep. is really to rewire these neural pathways by becoming aware of them, flipping the script and being the the person that we needed when we were children uh, that that we didn't get, right? It's not because it's their their fault. Um, It's just because they didn't know their own trauma. (laughs) And I think that's a lot of it. You know, you, we've heard for years, you know, I remember hearing it growing up, hurt people hurt people. And basically for anybody who doesn't get that reference, who isn't a kid of the nineties, who heard that a lot, people who are already hurting, whether they know they're hurting or not, they're going to pass that on. And most often it is done and they're completely oblivious. They're even doing it, but it still happens. And so that is really the first step you know, to trying to get to that space of self-love, of realizing that you are enough, is to become aware of it. You really need to stop and take a look in the mirror. And I think one of the best analogies that I've ever heard, you know, because oftentimes we get it from our own self-talk. Would you speak to your best friend the way you speak to yourself in the mirror? If somebody said those words to your best friend or to your child, I I would go mama bear on somebody in a heartbeat. Right. Guilty. But we do it to ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're 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 our own worst inner critic, right? We're we're always judging ourselves, and 
that's where we have to stop, but that's the pattern that shows up and we're unconscious mm -hmm. of it. So we have to become consciously aware of it and make a different choice in the moment, right? It's like path A or path B. Do I keep going down this way or do I stop myself and see the fork in the road and go, oh, I have an option to go this way. It's, it's not difficult. It just takes time, patience. And what comes with that is an allowance of starting to allow ourselves to receive love from ourselves. And the minute we can give ourselves love and we can show ourselves compassion, because we can look back at our life and go, oh my God, right? What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> oh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. But can we look at the thing and say, okay, Jen, you did the best you could from the conscious place that you were at. You didn't know this stuff. So stop beating yourself up and just start loving yourself through it. And I think that's one of the hardest things is us coming to that point of forgiving ourselves for what we put ourselves through. You know, even as adults, we've gotten out of our parents' home. We're on our own. We're still beating ourselves up. But when you start getting to that point where you become self-aware, where you're working it out, that's really one of the hardest steps is forgiving yourself for the hell that you put yourself through for however many years. Right. Because we're all guilty of it. And that's okay. Right? That's okay. And what I what I really teach people is, is, you know, forgiveness is actually a beautiful byproduct of just choosing to love ourselves and show ourselves compassion. Um, because forgiveness is it seems like it's a, a power thing. We have to forgive ourselves. Right. Like it's still kind of going back to that place of I was wrong. Right. But what's wrong? What's right? We do the best from the place that we're at. So just hold yourself through that. Love yourself through that. Be the person that you needed that you didn't have. Wrap your arms around yourself and hug yourself. I know that sounds silly, but it works. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. Yeah. And one of the one of the biggest tips, and I take it from you know my own you know journey into healing that I've gone through, is when it comes to that self love, that loving yourself fully. You, first off, nobody will ever love themselves 100%, 100% of the time. It's just not, it's not reasonable to ask because we go through those moments where you may hate, you know, you're having a bad hair day, you hate your hair. You're, you know, whatever, however that looks. But the biggest thing that I ever got from it was, even if you hate it in that moment, find a purpose for it. My The example that I use for this, and it's because I actually went through this uh, myself with my own healing, my double chin. I am not a fan, not a fan. But if I am sitting in the armchair next to my husband, watching a movie, and I doze off, I have a built-in pillow. How many people can say that? It serves a purpose. It's a beautiful way to look at it. It's an honoring of yourself instead of shaming yourself, right? Exactly, exactly. And so it's fine. You'll go through, you'll make that list of things that you're struggling with. And then find a good thing about that thing. Yeah. 
we can always flip the script, right? We just have to make a choice to, and that's difficult when we haven't done the work uh, around choosing to love ourselves. So you said a great thing, right? Just, I tell all of the people that I work with, one of the first things that I have them do is, you know, I say, okay, here's your task for the week, your homework. Every time you go and look in the mirror, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you and see what comes up. And they all come back and they're like, oh, I couldn't get through it without turning my eyes away or averting or tears or emotion came up and I instruct them. It's okay. If it comes up, let it come up. Right. But usually by the end of the first week, they're able to look by the end of a couple of sessions, they're able to start believing it because the words that we speak to ourselves have energy and it's like retraining our brain, right? Because we didn't hear these things from ourselves. So it is definitely a conscious shift, but it's possible. And we just have to start where we're at. It doesn't matter if you're here or there. The best place to start is where you're at. And you're and worth I, it. <laughs> I love that you do that because one of the things that I do is very, very similar. One of the first things that I have a client do is write a love letter to themselves. Now, it doesn't have to be all flowers and romance, write a love letter to your hair because that's what you love in that moment. But then I've actually, you know, and again, this is something I've done myself. I've rewritten it many times, but I keep it with me because when I'm having that day where I'm really struggling, because we all have them, but you get to a point where you can recognize that struggle so when I'm really struggling, I will pull that letter out as a reminder of what I do love. And it really does kind of flip the script, so to speak, yeah. of it, it changes the dynamic. I could be in that place of really beating myself up and then remember, hey, you know what? You're, it's not that bad. You're not that bad of a person. Yeah, this wasn't great. Yeah, you took some steps back. But it's just a moment. Exactly. It's just a moment. It's how we choose to respond to that moment. And respond is the operative word, not react. Yep. Because a reaction comes from a place of those triggers of trauma and the emotions that they serve. But a response is one made in conscious choice, right? Exactly. So we take back our power over the fact that we always have choice. We may not be able to control things that are going on outside of us, but we can choose what what we do and who we choose to be in any situation, especially the first one with ourselves. And we have to start talking to ourselves differently. Um, you know, just notice in your body what comes up when you try to when you first start looking in the mirror and saying, "I love you." I couldn't do it the first couple of times I looked without looking away or lots of tears coming up, but it got easier. And then I started to believe it. And it's been a snowball of love <laughs> ever since that point. So, yeah. Well, I, they, it's been proven. It takes 21 days, mm -hmm. 21 consecutive days of doing something to make it a habit. So if you're doing this, for 21 consecutive days, it becomes subconscious. Yes. You're doing it automatically. 
and the more you hear it, the easier it is to believe, the easier it is to accept, the easier it is to make it a subconscious part of your life. Yeah. And it's in those moments that you start realizing, hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm good enough at this. I don't have to change who I am. And then you get to the point where you realize for all those years prior, you were good enough. Yes. And for all those years in the future, you're already good enough. You've already been equipped. Yeah. From birth. It's your birthright. It really is. And you don't have to prove yourself to anyone, including yourself. That's where we get stuck because we can think about it all this and say, well, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. But again, if we're not doing the work within us, we're still in that idea of attachment versus authenticity. Mm -hmm. So who are we choosing to be with ourselves is what I tell people, because that's really what matters. And that's what makes the difference. And then all this shit can come in from outside of you. And yes, it may have emotion that comes up with it, but it doesn't affect you because you know who you are. Well, and emotions aren't bad things. No, 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 no. Sometimes that's the purge you need to get the shit out. Absolutely. Tears are an amazing thing. Yeah, I'll I'll give you an example if that's okay. So uh, I had a recent experience where um, something happened to me and it was very triggering because I felt a sense of betrayal by someone that I had known. And, you know, I had, I had, I felt betrayed, you know, let's just say what it is. I felt hurt. I felt angry. Um, and as I was sitting with all of those emotions coming up and allowing them to surface being with them right in the energy of them, there was a point where I was like, Oh, Jen, you know, all these thoughts coming up about getting back at somebody like, you can't do this. You're not this kind of person. And I was like, wait a minute, it's okay for me to feel angry. It's okay for me to feel this way. And the minute I allowed myself to just feel it, let it come to the surface, cry. The minute that it was released and there was no energetic residue that was attached. There was no charge attached to it anymore. And we have to allow ourselves to have emotion. Uh, In fact, most of what we're carrying within us, this deep-seated repressed trauma is not being able to express our emotions about who we really are, or how we felt when we were kids. And that just pattern, you know, goes right along with our lifetime. So it's fine to feel, absolutely. Uh, it's healing, <laughs> in my opinion, mm-hmm. Little, you know, as much as we can handle. And I think that's why many people don't want to go there is because they're like, oh, I can't do that. Every time I start to cry, it's too much. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to let it be too much. You can do a little bit at a time. Uh, you're always in control of you. You know, I, I love that you said that. And as you were saying that, I'm sitting here picturing in my head, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes. Christina and Meredith. You have five minutes to cry, and then we dance it out. Yeah. So if you don't think you can handle all those emotions at once, put a timer on it. You are allowed to sit and wallow in this for five minutes. And then you do something else. Yeah. 
I gave that advice to a client the other day. She says, well, every time I cry, it's just, I can't handle it. It's too much. And I got to go to work in an hour. And I said, okay, put a timer on your phone. Give yourself 10 minutes to cry. And then when the timer goes off, tell yourself and tell your body, we're not done. Thank you for purging this. We'll come back to this a little bit later, right? I love you. And it was, she texted me later and she was like, that was amazing. And I'm like, because you allowed yourself to do it instead Mm -hmm. of being afraid that you weren't going to be able to bring yourself back, right, to center. You're always in control. I used to have that issue with meditation. I'm like, oh, I can't meditate because I'm scared I'm going to float off the planet. And my mentor was like, you're not going to go anywhere. You're in control. You get to choose. And I'm like, oh, so now I'm not afraid of it, right, because I realize I always have choice. Exactly. Um, And again, it comes back to that react or respond. Yes. Are we going to react to it? Or are we going to respond to it? I choose and it's to making respond. that choice. <laughs> yes. Well, I've, I have loved this conversation. I think it is something that was so highly important. And I made it through talking to you without crying this time. I am like so proud of myself right now. It's not over yet. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? Because we're connected, my dear. We're connected, I know. Right? I know. The energy flows very deeply with connection. We're all connected. So. And I love that. Yes, I do too. Well, I do have one final question for you. Of course. What do you love most about yourself? <laughs> I love my ability and my heart to hold the truest essence of love for myself because I'm worth it. And that gives me the ability to hold a space for each and every single one of you to see you for who you are as the divine light and love sent forth in this vessel to remember that you are love and you have always been worthy of exactly that. How could you be anything less? I absolutely love that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like I felt that y'all. I can't make it through without crying with her. I swear. I will. I will be honest with you, Kimberly. <laughs> I'm not ugly crying this time, but saying that brought up emotion <laughs> within me, so I was close to tears too because this is my divine purpose in this life was to remember who I am and to learn and remember to learn how to love myself so that I can share this with the world because we are worth it. And we are all connected. We are all one. And all of these things that we see out in the world, this, this division, how people treat each other, it's just a mirror of the trauma that's going on within them. And we have to go within and do the work within us first. Mm-hmm. And the sooner we do that, the sooner we can heal the hearts of humanity. So thank you for allowing me to share that. (laughs) Of course. And I don't know if you see the comment on your screen. Um, That's actually from my husband who is sitting 
in the living room watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm very intuitive. So, yes. Very much so. Well, Jenna, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing with me and sharing with my audience again. If somebody wants to work with you, how do they get in contact with you? The best way is you can go to my website, which is www.theawakennurse.com and just send me a message. It has a little bit more about me and what I do, but if you've watched this, you kind of know. And I also have a private Facebook uh, um, group called the Awakened Nurse Collective, where I show up every week and deliver messages on different topics that can just help you navigate life and yourself and how to return home to your hearts. Uh, I do it in love and service for humanity because my healing is your healing. Your healing is mine. So let's share this love with the world. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to spend time with you. And one of my goals is one day we will meet in person. And I can't yes. wait to wrap my arms around you and hug you. Oh, God, yes. Yes. I look forward to it. And meet your husband, John. <laughs> well, I want to meet your wife. Yes. Maybe it'll just be us. Yes, I won't drag the kids along. They're cute, <laughs> they're cute nonetheless. So <laughs> thank well, you so much. Of course. You guys, I hope you have an amazing evening. I will be back next week with another amazing uh, repeat guest. She's been on other episodes before uh, with my other shows. So she's going to come here as well. Uh, that's Larnie Mulvey. Uh, she'll be on and... She actually just competed in the strong woman competition. So I'm excited to hear the results of that. Oh, and my husband actually just commented. He would love to meet both of you. Let's make it happen, man. <laughs> We're always down for a good road trip. <laughs> Guys, support this lady right here. She's worth it. She's doing an awesome job with spreading her love and her mission to support all of you. She's got your back and her heart is with you. So I'm going to buy you a cup of coffee, honey. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope everybody has an amazing night. Mwah. Sending you all much love. You too. <laughs>